G'day, everybody. It's time for another Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast. Sam Zickman, good evening. David, great to be with you. Uh, first up, before we get started, I'm not sure uh, whether I picked up last week. My phone uh, charger went out right at the end of our podcast last week, and I missed the very end of it. Uh, so apologies to everyone out there listening. Uh, I know David would have brought the podcast home with a bang, so no no dramas there. But if anyone did pick up on that last week, apologies from me. I've got the charger all sorted this week, so we won't have a problem. Uh, and what a big week uh, we've got to talk about as well. I'm excited to get into it. Just before we do, did you ever think you'd see a day when Joel Embiid drops 70 in a game of basketball? That is a remarkable stat. Oh, X and obviously Twitter has absolutely lit up about that game. I was yes. I couldn't believe the amount going through. Unbelievable. He's having such a good year too, uh, Embiid. He's playing so well, but it's such an amazing... I mean, Kobe obviously dropped you know, eight in his last game and... Uh, but to drop 70, that's an amazing performance, especially for a centre. Um, it, it's fascinating. Wilt Chamberlain, of course, uh, dropped 100, but he, that's actually better's Wilt's record for that franchise. Wilt dropped his 100 for the then Philadelphia Warriors, who eventually moved to, to Oakland and became the Golden State Warriors, and then they traded the Philadelphia 76ers. So it's a fascinating story. Anytime you knock Wilt off from any record, you've done well. Oh, Yeah. Everybody, there were four games of uh, playoff football on the weekend and only one, probably in the second half, was not run-of-the-mill but somewhat expected. The others were thrillers. Houston and Baltimore played in Baltimore. It was dead level at halftime, everybody. But then the Ravens put the foot down ominously. The Ravens winning 34-10. We must congratulate Houston on an amazing season. This came from nowhere. The Niners and the Packers. I got the. I had. The, I got back. I was um, scoring a game of cricket in Toronto on Sunday morning, and got home for the about the last two and a half quarters of this game. And it was a great game of football. The Packers absolutely stuck it to them. They scored fifteen points in the third quarter, but then the Niners found a way, as all great sides do. The Niners were actually quite ordinary all day, with the possible exception of Christian McCaffrey, who I thought was terrific. And the Niners scored ten in the last quarter, twenty-four twenty-one. But, and this is a common theme this weekend, there was a critical field goal missed by um, uh, Green Bay kicker uh, Andreas uh, Anders Carlson is the guy's name. And unfortunately, he missed a, a field goal left and that, that cost the most terrible weather in Santa Clara, belting down with rain, 24-21 um, Niners. Not really to my surprise, the Buccaneers absolutely produced an excellent performance. This is an excellent game of football. Sam Zickman and I said this last week that if the Buccaneers keep the Lions to 20, they'll win. We actually agreed on their on the, on the, that Tampa's defence. Well, the Detroit Lions scored 31 points, including 14 in the last quarter. The Buccaneers were great. Don't worry about the two interceptions. One was in desperation. Baker Mayfield played very good football. So did Jared Goff. Terrific game of footy, 31-23 to the Lions. And ladies and gentlemen, ba-ba-ba-ba, the Lions are in the NFC Conference game. Unbelievable. And then you wonder, Sam, I'm going to bring you in here, you wonder how good a team Buffalo could have had if in the last five years they didn't have to run into Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. The difference here is that they did it at a rather mild Highmark Stadium. It was about minus two or minus three. Kansas City 27, again, keeping the Bills scoreless in the last quarter, 24. Sam, we'll just start with that point. 
Buffalo could have been in a Super Bowl's left, right, and center if it weren't for Kansas City. Absolutely. The history of the NFL is littered with, you know, great quarterbacks who, you know, just ran into generational talents and, and unfortunately just weren't able to, to, to get the job done. Obviously, we talk about the Marino, Elway um, portion of the NFL history and you've got Phillip this Rivers. Mahone. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, of course, running into Brady and Brady basically stopping everyone from winning Super Bowls and then straight into Mahomes. Um, yeah, and... Josh Allen, and it's a similar story. It really is. They play three times now. Uh, this has happened. The, the Chiefs have knocked out the Bills, and Josh Allen hasn't been able to progress. And the one time that he was able to progress, he was knocked off by the Bengals. Uh, see Joe Burrow as well. And look, there's nothing given in the AFC. There are so many elite quarterbacks that are playing yep. in this competition. Obviously, Burrow has an injury-riddled year. He has a down year. Uh, and then you have Mahomes, obviously, back up again at his best, getting the Chiefs, who were run of the mill in the back end yep. of the season, run of the mill, and that is not the case. The, the, the defense has stepped up. Mahomes is playing really well. Kelsey's playing well. Pacheco is an absolute beast. <laughs> he is. He's been unbelievably good, Pacheco, whereas McCole Hardman, you wonder whether he's going to get any game time this week. Not just one fumble, Sam. Two, two, and at this level of football, they don't excuse things like that. They just don't. No, look, that the, the fumble through the end zone touchback is probably one of the worst rules in the NFL. It just it, it beggars belief how that rule has remained unchanged um, for those that, that didn't see that aspect or are unaware of that aspect. If you fumble the ball forward through the end zone, um, it's, it's a touchback and a change of possessions out to the 20-yard line. So, you know, uh, Hardman's reaching out for a touchdown, fumbles a ball, it goes through the end zone, change of possession. Instead of being down at the one-yard line, it's a change of possession. So the fact that the Chiefs were able to overcome that, and yes. I know the Bills missed wide right. It's uh, been a Buffalo staple. Wide right, Tyler another kicker. Bass, uh, unfortunately, this will bring back nightmares for Buffalo fans who are my age. Wide right, Tyler Bass. And it was the thing was, they were talking about the breeze, oh. and there was a 10 to 13 mile, but that thing was always right. If you look at the kick, he's it's not even a yep. slice. He's kicked it. He's actually hole. he's kicked it right. Yeah, the hole was perfect. I've watched it repeatedly in preparation for this. It was just a poor kick. Carlson's missed by a lot less than that. Bass's kick missed by three or four footballs right. It was very wide. Carlson's just missed. Yeah, Carlson's been obviously we'll talk about that game as well. Carlson's been pretty questionable. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, images floating around of his kicking career through college and suggesting he's probably not quite up to it. And he's had a poor year, whereas um Yeah, I thought the look, they were both game defining moments. No doubt for both teams. Uh those kicks go through, they change what's happening for that match. I feel sorry for Carlson and Bass, but that's their job. Their job is to go out there and kick field goals, and they didn't do it. But, look, credit to the Chiefs. I know, Dave, we, we picked – I'm pretty sure I remember correctly, we both did pick the Bills. We thought the home ground advantage would get them there, but only just. Um, and that's We picked them by three. The, the, we've got the margins very close here, mm. to be honest with you. The only margin that blew out was Baltimore. I think that we both tipped seven to ten Baltimore, something like, like a touchdown to ten. And the other games, I think I picked Detroit by three. And I think you did. They won by eight. The Niners yep. and the Packers, we actually both tipped it as three, I reckon. Both yeah, we got we that did. right. And, yes, we did tip the Buffalo just. And we, because they were playing at Orchard Park, uh, we thought that they'd get home. But um, 
Kansas City um, finding a way to win without an explosive offense. They've got a wonderful quarterback, but some of their offense is run of the mill, but their defense has stepped up. They kept Buffalo to 24 at home. And again, two teams that, three teams that won here kept their opponents to zero in the final quarter. Uh, Detroit couldn't do it with, with, with Tampa. But yeah, um, let's go back sequentially. We've been talking about the Chiefs and Bills for a while. Lamar Jackson was absolutely superb, Sam. Absolutely superb in this game. And um, he will be the MVP. But it's the Chiefs have got another level to play against Lamar this week, particularly in Maryland. In the second half in particular, Lamar was outstanding. I think he maybe took a long, hard look at what was going on in the game and decided to run a bit more and turn himself into a quarterback that, that was producing some different looks for the for the Houston defence. They went into halftime even. You know, there yes. was obviously a, a, a kick punt return, which which came back for a touchdown to keep it close that it was going to be. And then Houston got a field goal towards the end of the first quarter as well. So credit to Houston for sticking with them. I just think the Baltimore woke up in the second half, realised what they could do, realised that they had an opportunity to run the ball. 42 rushes, 229 yards versus 14 rushes and 38 yards for Houston. There's a story in that. Yep. Um, Lamar played played within himself in the passing game, 16 for 22, 152, two touchdowns. CJ Stroud not not disgraced by any stretch of the imagination. No. He just didn't have a just didn't have a running game that would have freed him up, and, and that showed in the fact that he, he just never he never really was able to throw Nico Collins free. Um, Dalton Schultz was held pretty quiet as well, though he had five receptions. It all came down to that. The, the two were very opposite as the game evolved. Um, Baltimore were able to spread out the defense because of the fact they were running the ball so well. And in completely opposite, Baltimore were just crunching down on the pass because they just knew that Houston had nothing from a rushing point of view. And that proved to be the difference. And credit to Lamar. You're right. He's going to be a runaway MVP now. Um, he's exercised the first part of the demons for him, and that's getting through the first matchup. And now he's got an opportunity to get, back, uh, get Baltimore back into a Super Bowl, which they haven't been in for... I think it was 2012 with Joe Flacco and Ray Lewis. So a long time between drinks for a proud franchise. Uh, and a de- franchise that builds themselves on defence and they've kept a very talented Houston team to 10 points in a playoff. So well done, Baltimore, and they get to host, which is massive. Green Bay and, and San Francisco played in a very wet and most unusually wet Santa Clara. It belted down with rain in the second half. They were showing different camera shots. with They showed John Lynch in the box and other things, and it was absolutely teeming with rain in Santa Clara. Brock Purdy had, I suppose the best you can say about Brock Purdy is he was okay and he did not turn the ball over. Might have been a bit lucky. 23-39, 252, um, reasonable numbers. I know he's got, there's been some criticism in the press that he kept on missing targets. Jordan Love, forget one of those interceptions. He was, I thought Jordan Love was pretty good. And interestingly, Green Bay quite balanced. 34 throws and 28 rushes, 136 on the ground. Aaron Jones, if they can keep Love and Jones together, look out. That black and blue division could be fascinating next year with Green Bay and Detroit going hammer and tongs. Um, George Kittle was okay. I don't think it was anything special. Jawan Jennings was pretty good. Romeo Dubes was superb for Green Bay. He's a good footballer. Um, Green Bay... Yeah, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Sam... Francisco looked rusty, and this is what happens when you have 
that week off and you give them the extra week off when you don't play your stars. Sometimes they just look rusty. And in the end, it took a Miss Carlson field goal and McCaffrey stepping out massive in the second half. Two touchdowns for him on the ground. Um, one of those was that 39-yarder that's on that list there. Um, they did enough, San Francisco. And that's about all you can say. I thought Green Bay were very gallant, but San Francisco just did enough to win, Sam. I reckon this would have been hard to swallow for Green Bay when they look oh. back. Despite the fact that they, it, I don't think Green Bay were a team who were just happy to be there. I think they'll be really disappointed they lost that game. I actually think they were the better team for the end of the game. In fact, when I've watched back and looked at some of the highlights and the mini on, on KO, I still can't believe they lost that game. They were yep. playing so much better than San Francisco. Brock Purdy had his moments where he looked good, but he had his moments where he looked poor. He thought he should have thrown two picks. In fact, he did throw two picks. They just got clean dropped. Um, so Green Bay drops two. They miss a field goal. They lose by three. We said on the podcast last week, and I think it was, uh, I think it, it's going to prove to be correct. Is we thought that Green Bay was potentially the toughest opponent San Francisco would play. Uh, and I think that's going to prove to be correct. I think I think Green Bay lost an opportunity to get themselves through to a Super Bowl by losing this match. Oh, um, yes, because well, they know the Lions. They know the Lions intimately. They, there's, I don't think the Lions are much chance of beating the Niners. I really don't. The, the Lions have been superb, but we did say this last week that I asked you the question and you said, not we, you said Green Bay is the most dangerous and they actually proved it, didn't they? Absolutely, and look, Debo went out early. Um, which well, that makes, hurts, makes it, and he and he doesn't does have a fracture in that shoulder. I don't think there's any chance he plays this weekend. None. No, I think they'll rest him up. I think they'll become feel like they'll comfortably get over Detroit. Christian McCaffrey. I know Lamar is going to win the MVP, but if there was ever going to be a player who's not a quarterback win the MVP, it is Christian McCaffrey, and he showed that. And Brock Purdy. People were saying earlier in the year that, you know, he was very, very contrite saying that the MVP was Christian McCaffrey, but it's because he knows that he is. Without Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers are done. They're not going through the next round. He he, haul, he put them on his back and he hauled them across the line uh, in this matchup. And for mine, Detroit's best chance will go to the Detroit-Tampa Bay game, which was a thriller, 54 points in this game, 31-23 Detroit over Tampa. That game played at Ford Field in Detroit. Detroit's best chance is going after Purdy because if they can produce turnovers and they're very good at it, they've got one of the best defensive players in America at the moment, Aiden Hutchinson playing for him, uh, who's interestingly uh, playing for Detroit and a University of Michigan graduate, which doesn't happen very often. But this was a terrific game of football. Really was. Lots and lots of ball there. We said this was because the conditions are perfect in Detroit with an indoor stadium on a, a flexi-turf field. Jared Goff, 30 of 43, 287 and two inter- and two touchdowns. 114 yards rushing Detroit from 26. Baker Mayfield, 26 of 41, 349, three and two. Forget the second one. That was right at the end of the game. And 89 yards rushing. Sam, one of the things that you've been speaking about in the years we've been doing this is the balance between running and throwing. Well, neither team actually in this game were balanced, particularly Tampa. They had to throw a lot. Their rushing was okay, and Detroit, but they obviously figured that each other's secondary, they could light them up. And this is where the Niners will attack Detroit. They will attack them in the secondary because their secondary is not is their, definitely their weakness to the Detroit Lions. It's clear, especially down the middle. Baker Mayfield lit them up for 349 yards. That's a lot in a playoff. Yeah, the only way that Detroit are going to be able to stay in the match is 
is to put so much pressure on Brock Purdy and hope that he throws the ball away. That's their opportunity is to get a couple of pickoffs and short fields. I actually think that, and again, I might be going out on a limb here. I feel like Jared Goff is potentially the best quarterback in that matchup. So whenever you've got the best quarterback, you're a chance. Now, the skill players for the 49ers are going to be a lot stronger than the skill players for Tampa Bay, uh, and they're going to be able to exploit, as you mentioned, Dave, they're going to really exploit that secondary for Detroit. So probably a high-scoring game might be the only way that Detroit can get over the line here because they're going to give up points. There's no doubt 49ers will put up some points. Brock Purdy is a reasonable quarterback. I put him at the same level as someone like Kirk Cousins, who's good to very good. Uh, Cousins has actually been pretty good for Minnesota in the last couple of years. But Purdy's not the best player on his team by any means. And you are right. Jared Goff is the best quarterback in that, and the best current quarterback in that matchup. He's got. And let's not forget it. It's a first pick versus a last pick. The number one pick in the draft in his year was Jared Goff, and the last pick in his draft was Brock, Brock Purdy. Yet in the other in the AFC, a game which we'll talk about in a minute, you've got two of the best quarterbacks. One of the one of one of them is possibly in the top five quarterbacks of all time in Mahomes, and Jackson's a superb footballer and about to win his second MVP. And it's it's such I, a contrast. I, I think he is. I think Mahomes is a top five player in the history of the NFL already. At 28. I, I, I think so. I genuinely yeah. do. Uh, that you'd, it'd be, you'd have to throw in people like Jim, um, Deion Sanders, Jim Brown, Tom Brady in there. There's a couple of others, I'm sure. Joe Montana, who's the best playoff uh, quarterback that ever lived because he never lost. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Six, look. Six, six full seasons as quarterback against. I know we've, um, we should get, look, we should give credit quickly to Detroit, uh, to Amaris and Brown, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs. Even Jameson Williams, I really like as a young quarterback coming back off a of suspension at the start of this year. They've got weapons. So Detroit is going to put up a fight. Um, yes. Yeah. What about Tampa Bay's receiving? What what kind of a game did Mike Evans have? 147 yards of eight of eight receptions. Kate Otten, pretty good. Chris Godwin, pretty good. Tampa's got the nucleus of a very good football team, I'm telling you. And they'll be disappointed. Defense has been their strength. And yet they the, the Lions, the, the Lions whack 31 on them. And that Baker's off contract. I would expect he'll stay. I think he'll stay. But there's going to be there's going to be money coming from him. There's going to be oh, money coming from Baker Mayfield. Yes, and I never thought I'd say that two years ago. But there will be. There'll be people around the league saying, "Can we?" And I'm just trying to think of teams that would be in that in that ballpark. Would either the new well the New York Jets won't, but the New York Giants might. The Washington Redskins might. The Redskins. I think it, Sorry, I beg your pardon. The Commanders. It's going to. A lot will depend on what happens with because there is obviously some good quarterbacks coming out in the draft, and I can't wait for us to get into some draft coverage. Obviously, we're still going to get through two great weeks of NFL, but I'm very excited to talk about the draft. D- depending on where picks fall, a, t- a team like Atlanta, if they don't manage to pick up a quarterback that they like, could they be a team that goes after Baker? Absolutely. Well, it it, it and a lot depends on who. Arthur Blank instills as, as the gaffer at, at, at Mercedes-Benz. If it's Belichick, Belichick has not got long left as coaching. He's into his 70s, and he will want a very good quarterback to, if he goes to Atlanta, and there is a chance that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I reckon Mayfield will stay. I reckon he's become a real good leader down there, and I, I think they trust him. I really do. Yeah, I th- I hope he stays. I think it'd be good for his good for his career if he stays because this is his team now. 
And Mel Kuyper did it. They did a, had a draft release today of who Mel Kuyper's got in his board, and he does have Williams going one to Chicago with no trade in yeah. his current prediction. And uh, I'll be very interested to see what Chicago do because if they pick Williams, then I reckon Justin Fields. That the, the NFC East is going to be fascinating because I reckon there's two franchises in the East that may pick up, try and pick up quarterbacks. And I reckon that Justin Fields may go to one of them if Caden Williams goes to goes to Soldier Field. I saw an article, and again, it was a it was a Bears article, so it's obviously going to be slanted towards you know a crazy scenario. But they were talking about a a particular scenario whereby they draft Caleb Williams one and trade fields and a package to get, say, the third or fourth pick, fifth pick in the draft and try and get um, Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr. Well and get them both. Well, yeah, and the Carolina Panthers have got a – because their pick's gone to Chicago, is Arizona second on the draft? Is that right? I think they might be. They could, and yeah, they could they could be, or is it Washington? Could be I'll, Washington and then – the Patriots, and then potentially Arizona. And we'd spoken about the fact that the, would the Patriots go and, and, and go and get Drake May or someone like that? Who knows which we've so actually spoken about. That's why I think first three picks will be quarterbacks and the fourth pick. So Chicago would have to get back in ahead of Arizona because Arizona will take Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, the idea of Harrison playing with Connor Murray is mouthwatering. So that leaves us, ladies and gentlemen, and both of the games that are on this weekend, we're back to Sunday Football America, Monday in Australia. Monday at 7 a.m., Kansas City at Baltimore, M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. The temperature forecast for Sunday in Baltimore is 8 degrees centigrade, and the temperature forecast in this next game in Santa Clara is 20 degrees Celsius. It's Detroit and, Detroit and San Francisco out there on the West Coast and at Levi Stadium. That game's at 10.30 Australian time. So 7 and 10.30, back-to-back games. Sam and I have actually briefly discussed this. I think we're both going to pick San Francisco. I just, I'm sorry. I've, there's so many things that have got to go right for Detroit, but we'll go sequentially. I think Baltimore's going to get through. I, I, I just think they're playing such good footy. Kansas City would have to do a great job. They'd have to shut down Lamar. That that's that would be their target is to stop him running and get a one or two turnovers off him. Then they're a chance. It's so difficult to pick against Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Um, we we were starting to talk about him, and I think there's more a couple of extra points around him is that he's six years in as a starter, six conference finals, two Super Bowls, lost one uh, to the GOAT. Um, Tom Brady and, and obviously now gets an opportunity to look at a third potential by the age of 28, which outpaces the great Tom Brady should he win this year. I really liked what I saw from Baltimore um, in the second half last week. Leading into halftime, I was thinking that Baltimore would probably still get up over Houston and get picked off by the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to learn my lesson from last week and I'm not going to pick against Patrick Mahomes until someone beats him, so I'm going Chiefs. So Baltimore for me by by seven. I think that they'll win by a touchdown. I just think that they will put so much pressure on, and I think the fact that they're playing when playing in front of their lunatic fans, I just I just think they're good enough. Um, weather won't be a problem. With eight degrees Celsius in January in America is actually pretty nice. North of the Mason Dixon line, you can't complain. It gets colder, interestingly, the couple of days after that. But that particular game will be quite comfortable. And then Detroit and San Francisco. Sorry, you go, Sam. I was going to say I'll just throw Chiefs by three, just so we're both uh, we both got a point total in there. 
Baltimore on by seven for me. Detroit and San Francisco. I've got to pick San Francisco. Um, I think that they'll be far better off. No Debo hurts them, but San Francisco will already be trying to light up that Detroit secondary. I think George Kittle will be much better for the run. I think they all will be. Um, Detroit, well, I suppose the question is this, is that San Francisco would prefer it not be a, a shootout because Detroit can score and call very quickly. They're a very powerful side offensively. Their weakness is their secondary, um, not Hutchison, who's, who's a linebacker. I think San Francisco win by 10 because they are, in my mind, still the, the, the two best sides I'm picking to make the Super Bowl in my mind. And I think Detroit's run's been superb, but I think San Francisco will find a way. I don't think it'll be as uncomfortable as the Green Bay game was. I think they'll have done their homework and get right. This is what we're all about. We, we want to get to Las Vegas, and this is what we've got to do. And I think they'll win. Yeah, I've got the 49ers to win as well for similar reasons. I think they'll just score too many points. They'll force Jared Goff to play too aggressive, and that'll that'll be... Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, just a slight technical problem there in the background, everybody. Uh, so Sam and I, I think both... It's similar, David. I, I think they'll win by... But Detroit's going to have to try and do a lot. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I just lost you there for a second. It's, thank you. It's great. Yep. It's great to come back. So, no, there's so many. San Francisco can win ugly. Detroit's got to have a lot of things go their way. Turnovers, um, no turnovers from them at all. Uh, a good running game. Uh, I think Hamon Ra's going to have to play, play his lights out. So, I just... Yeah, I, I just think it'll be a San Francisco Baltimore Super Bowl. I really do. And and I we discussed this, you know, I think that Debo Samuel will not play. I think that they'll keep him, they'll take a risk on him and leave it to others and have him cherry right for the Super Bowl. Because of course, ladies and gents, uh, in the AFL they have a um a break before the playoffs. In the NFL, they have a break before the Super Bowl. So it's a two-week break to get everybody right. And of course, the Super Bowl this year is at that magnificent, the Death Star wow. at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Goodness me, what a great place that is. Um, so yeah, uh, Sam's on Kansas City. I'm on Baltimore. We're both on San Francisco. So those game times again in Australia, Kansas City and Baltimore, 7 a.m. on Monday morning, followed immediately at half past 10 Australian time, Detroit and San Francisco. The game's coming to you from the East Coast of Baltimore and Maryland. And then lovely Santa Clara in, on the West Coast in California. Um, both of those games looking to me at their timings to be almost twilight in America. I'm just getting the 16 hours at 8.3. Yeah, so it's about a 3 o'clock start, 3 and then 3.30. Yeah, similar. similar so they're, both twi- they're both twilight games. The, Sam- the Santa Clara game will probably start in sunshine. Sam, um, other than the Pelicans scoring 153 <laughs> this morning, which is the scores are outrageous, but again, you can't defend anymore. What else have you got, Sam? Anything else you wanted to, to, to talk about? I think we've covered off incredibly well in the NFL. We uh, we obviously know as we get closer to Christmas, as we get closer to the end of the NFL, obviously it'll be it'll be all NBA from here once we get through the NFL. But yeah, that was a, a remarkable score. I can't believe some of the scores teams are putting up this year in the NBA. Boston just seems to be putting up 150 every second week. Uh, yeah, very interesting times in the NBA. The Lakers not doing much at the moment. Um, need to make a trade for me. But no, look, that's really good coverage. I'm I'm really excited for this. Is they often say the prelim final weekend in the AFL is the best weekend because you get the two games. It feels like that with this as well. We get two great games 
Um, I think we're very lucky in, the, in that divisional weekend. Honestly, there were four terrific games there. Houston and Baltimore was good for a half. But this this could be a fascinating seven, seven and a half hours viewing. It really could. Uh, there's so many permutations. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And can Patrick Mahomes do it again and get to another Super Bowl? Or could Lamar probably, as Sam said, exorcise some demons and get himself into a Super Bowl? What we'll wait and see. Make sure you're watching on whatever service you're watching on, NFL Game Pass, KO, Foxtel, uh, Seven Mate, whatever. Enjoy your football. Sam, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to speaking to you next week. Thanks, David. Till next week. On behalf of Sam, this is David. Enjoy your NFL. Take care. Bye for now.